Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening from wherever you are listening from. Welcome to Topic of the Week. It is episode 66 for Three Blogs and the Rugby Podcast. My name is Jamie Robinson. I am joined by Josh McVitter. It is a two-man booth today. And today's topic, or this week's topic, my title, is the state of origin eligibility. Um, you know, it's been up in the air recently regarding Jason Tamalolo saying that he wants to play state of origin, even though he's already represented New Zealand and Tonga at international level. There's a lot of different roles that represent whether you can or you can't play state of origin, Joss. But, you know, I'll just fire it to you straight away without talking about any of the topic. What, what's your thoughts on Tamalolo playing origin? Or even Viliami Kiko, he's stuck his hand up for it as well. No, I think it's an absolute joke, in all honesty. I think playing for so obviously it's a bit different but playing over there for your state you, you hear all these stories about how it's one of the best things you can ever do and I think by inviting these guys in who are playing for other tiered nations it's just an absolute joke and I'm not saying it's not because they aren't from this area but you know for me and we've chirped on about it before you should pledge your allegiance to one place and stick to that and have a development of it there I think by bringing these guys into the origin arena You've been stunting the growth of local blocks in the, in the in that area. You know, Queensland started to struggle because they could then pick X, Y, and Z from these areas. And um, if you can, well, if you can be from New Zealand and play for Queensland, why can't you be from New South Wales and play for Queensland? You know what I mean? It's just for me, it's just an absolute. It just it just doesn't sit well for me. I don't know about you, Jamie. Yeah, mate. So, so looking at the eligibility rules, they, they were brought in by the Australian Rugby League Commission in December 2012, so almost 10 years old now, um, obviously about eight and a half years old. So to qualify for state of origin, you must be eligible and elect to play for Australia and have not represented another tier one nation at senior level. Now, the difference here is at the time of writing in December 2012, the only one tier one nations were England and New Zealand. But I do believe now... I think Tonga are represented in that tier one nation as well. You're nodding your head, so I must be right. So that, that is an important stance on that. It's also important to note that if you've played state of origin under 18, under 20 or senior level, your state of eligibility is confirmed. You can't switch from there. So if you played origin for New South Wales under 18, you can't play for Queensland senior level. These, these were the rules that were, that were stamped in, in December 2012. So... The kind of rationale from that is, if you, were you born in New South Wales or Queensland? If you say no, then it's a case of, have you resided in either of these states since prior to your 13th birthday? If the answer is yes, then you can go through the protocols of origin. If it's no, then the only way around it is, has your dad played state of origin? So it's the father-son rule, which I didn't realise was a rule. So if you were born outside of Australia... And if you've not resided in Queensland or New South Wales, but your dad has played State of Origin, then you can play. You can play. I, did, I didn't know that. Um, so Sam Walker, for example, is not going to go this way, but Sam Walker was born in Leeds, England. Um, and I know he has resided in Australia from then on, but for argument's sake, let's say he lived in England until he was 16. And then he came over to Australia, was, was purchased by the Roosters, his dad has obviously played... Well, actually, I, I, I think his dad might have played Origin for Queensland. If he went down that route, he could play Origin because his dad had played for Queensland, for argument's sake. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Josh? So the, the kind of rationale behind the 13th birthday thing is because you're in high school, 
and it's the start of the international rugby league rules. Uh, what is it behind that? Is thirteen a bit too young to be to be forcing that decision on someone? Yeah, I think that can be looked at. I think obviously it's a bit different over there because now you can be in feeder type teams earlier than you can be over here. We only have scholarship at sixteen level and so on. Um, so maybe potentially looking at that and then maybe saying, you know, maybe 16 is where you are technically technically old enough to decide what college you're going to, etc. So you can decide your fate in that. And I, and I think just by, by allowing people who aren't from these areas as such, it takes away the integrity and the, the pride and the passion and the honour of earning that shirt. Like we, when Origins built up and hyped, everyone talks about the passion and the pride of Queensland versus South Wales. And you've been over there, Jamie, so you'll have more of an idea than I will how passionate they are about it. But then I just think by giving someone an opportunity who's not out and out from that area, it just takes away the integrity of it. It pretty much just says, you know, any man can get a shirt as long as he's been here long enough. And for me, I just think it, it shouldn't be like that. And I think potentially you raise the age to 16, you, you tell the blokes, They've got to make a choice because at 16, you know what you want, you know where you are, you know what your thoughts are on origin, you know if you're a blue or if you're a maroon. You know, to be fair, can you can you imagine a boy born in Brisbane living out for New South Wales but playing for Brisbane Broncos? He'd have Brisbane's fans on his back week in, week out, never mind in the origin arena. So for me, mate, I just think it, you know, raise it to 16, but then when you come to 16, you make that call and you stand by it and it only stands, stands to people who from that area. I think I think big question marks were raised when Greg Inglis made his debut in State of Origin. For anyone who's unaware, Greg Inglis was born in New South Wales and he was raised his full adolescence in New South Wales. He played his rugby league in New South Wales until he was 15, moved to Queensland um, at 16 and then represented Queensland from there on. So he is the most New South Wales bloke as he can be up until just before he turned 16, moved to Queensland and played from there on, and arguably Queensland's greatest ever player. Um, in in the new rules, Joss, you know that that wouldn't stand up. I don't know if they made these rules because of Greg Inglis. I'm not sure, but do, do, do you think that it should almost be the Greg Inglis rule or, or the, the reverse Greg Inglis rule? Do, do you think that should be should be a thing? Yeah, I think it should. I think you know you. you know, I, I put a question to you: Would you happily represent Lancashire? With like what it was about, because I know I certainly wouldn't do. And I reckon if you asked any bloke who's in Lancashire, would they represent Yorkshire? They'd say no. Um, for me, well, obviously, English has been phenomenal in the origin arena for Queensland. We all associate with the Queenslander. Uh, but when all said and done, he's a, he's a bloke from New South Wales. And for me, he should have played for New South Wales. There shouldn't really be, I don't think. I think at the minute we're giving people too many options and I think it needs to be clear cut, black and white, here you are, you're either this or this. And then, you know, if, it, if it's not working out or numbers are decreasing for participation, it's something they can look at in the future. But for me, I just think you've got to state before me, isn't it? It's, it's, it's what they all say. You, you, you represent your state and it's one of the highest. You can probably speak to many an Origin player and they probably say representing their state in Origin is, is bigger and more important to them than playing a, getting a kangaroo's cap because it's it's what the mates are, it's what all the mates talk about. It's it's just rivalry, it's passion. And I just think, you know, the now Greg English has managed to get to, to, to not 
have to play for New South Wales, but for me, mate, I don't know about you, but it should be a rule and you should be saying to people, you know, this is the English, this is the example and this doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, definitely, man. I think what, what you just touched on is, is a big issue for this and it's probably the main issue around it and that state of origin is regarded probably a bit higher than international rugby league these days. Um, you know, Australia don't really do the Ashes test anymore with us. They play the odd Anzac test with New Zealand and it's all based around state of origin and I think one thing that it don't want to fall into is that origin becomes an all-star game. Because for me, you look at, you know, you look at two blokes that we've mentioned, Jason Tamalolo, Viliami Kikau. Jason Tamalolo was born and raised in New Zealand. Viliami Kikau, born and raised in Fiji. These two blokes came over as young lads and obviously were played in the, the younger grades in, in Queensland and New South Wales and everything. And, and that's what they're trying to work around and use. But I think... You don't want it to become too much of an all-star game. You don't, linking back to almost the squad numbers podcast that we spoke about previously, we don't want the marketing side to override it too much because the marketing push is state of origin. If you've got state of origin with English blokes in, with French blokes in, with Tongans and New Zealand, then it's not state of origin, is it, mate? No, it's not. And you're hitting it on the head there by by using the all-star game as an example. NRL All-Stars compromised of blokes from all over. So James Graham played for the NRL All-Stars because he qualified for them because he played in that league. And he's an All-Star, and I'm glad he did. Because, you know, it's, how good is it to say an Englishman's played in an NRL All-Stars team? But you won't pick him in your Queensland side. And I think you'd set, up, you'd set up a chain of reactions where people begin to lose interest in it and desire for it because... Blokes who aren't from that area and who aren't in that culture are getting picked above them. We've mentioned it with some of the GB selections and other times about before we won't name names, but who probably, well, in our eyes, shouldn't have been in that squad because, you know, it's for us, they're not, they're not GB players. They're, they're Australian blokes who have come over. But I just think it loses everything if you don't, you've got to be from that area for me. And I just, I can say it's Zamboyan first, but I just think we've got to be, to qualify and to fully understand what it means. You know, we talk about the ancestral links and the culture and what Brad Fittler has him doing with walking on grass with, with a bare feet. They buy into that and that's a big part of it. But then if you start putting in one or two blokes who aren't from there and they start questioning it, what happens then? The three or four more blokes come in because they're fitting and they're expanding the game. We've got multiple problems with the international game. So why we aren't concentrating on that and developing that, I don't understand. That's for a different pod. But for me, you know, you, you state your origin, you, you literally state your origin and then you play state of origin. If you state your origin, you play for that side you, you're from, for me. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. I think I think the rule, like you said, at 16, I don't think it should be forced on a, on a, on a young lad so early because obviously it doesn't really fall to him. It falls to his parents, if I'm honest. Um, and the pressure, nobody knows if a, if a, if a young lad's going to make it at 13 and that, that's a really tough question to, to put on someone. Um, I think it should be raised to 16 and I think even if it's a case of, you know, say Jason Tamalolo was born and raised in Queensland but he still wanted to play for Tonga but he still played all his major... Um, upbringing rugby league in Queensland, I almost wouldn't have too much of a, an issue if he decided to play for Queensland, but that his international rugby was for Tonga. I kind of get it, and, and I'd be annoyed if I was Andrew Fafita because we know Andrew Fafita's played for New South Wales and he played for Australia, but he also qualifies for Tonga. Um, and Andrew Fafita is a big reason why Tonga are so 
so well well off now. But because he decided to play for Tonga, he can no longer be eligible for New South Wales. So it's 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 a really weird way of thinking. But with the likes of Tam Lola and Kikau, they were born and raised in different countries. So them examples are null and void for me. I, go on, I, I know you've got something else to say. Yeah. Well, as, as you've just said there, you've now had for me. We're both massive fans of him. I think he's awesome. I think he's the best of them being. But he's a guy who was born elsewhere, who's represented New Zealand at Rugby League. He's then gone on to represent Tonga at Rugby League. So what are we going to have? Are we going to have a guy who's been, been raised in Queensland to then who's played for New Zealand and Tonga and now he's playing for Queensland as well? For me, again, he just it would just take away that passion and that ancestral link to the Queensland shirt and how special it is to them Queenslanders and the New South Wales bloke. Because it, that, to me, if they do do that, it's an advert to say, right, it's open season. I could I could go, obviously, I'm not going to, but I could go over and get a game because I've spent 10 days in Brisbane. I just think it, it takes a specialness away from it and I think it takes that appeal away from what it is. And the, how strong of a rivalry it is, I think it then becomes tainted because it's not played by blokes who fully understand what it's all about. Definitely, mate. And, and very quickly, just a, a nice little stat that I found. Out of the 196 players to have played for Queensland in the state of origin, 32 of them were actually born in a, in a different state or country. Of the 267 players to play for New South Wales, 17 have played, uh, sorry, were born somewhere else as well. Peter Sterling was born in Queensland. Adrian Lamb is Papua New Guinean. Um, Israel Falau was born in New South Wales. So there's, there's a, it's not just a recent thing. It's something that has been ongoing for a long, long time. Um, and, I, and I just don't want the NRL media and the sponsors and the marketing to get behind it and start tweaking State of Origin. Um, something that I think would be for a future podcast, mate, topic of the week. But what I think, I'd, I'd like to see a change in format just for one year. And I'd like to see the likes of you know, Queensland, New South Wales, and maybe like a Pacific Islands team, you know, whether it's Tonga, Fiji, and Samoa all playing together. Because then you can get them involved because we're getting to a stage now where Tonga definitely, Fiji and Samoa and PNG are up there. They're, they're challenging the likes of Australia and us and New Zealand. But I don't, I, you know, I, I don't think that I go too well with, with the Australian traditionalist. No, I agree. I think it'd be good to see how, and I think that would then also help us grow the international game, as we mentioned. Uh, but I don't, don't quite think it'd sit well with a bloke who's been in, in Queensland for 55 years and grandma's dog once walked over at Suncourt Field. Um, <laughs> I just don't see him settling well with him. I, I don't think they'll change, in all personal and honesty, I don't think they'll change the rules for it. Time will tell, mate. Well, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast, mate. And, and if anybody's listening and wants to fire their opinions at us, we're, we're available on all social media pod, uh, social media outlets. We, we love a good chat. And, you know, this is something that's probably going to be going on into the, the next few months and probably the next few years. But in my opinion, and I know, Joss, that you share this as well, if, if you've been born and raised in another country especially, then it's going to be very, very tough to, to be accepted into the state of origin arena. Um Raise the, raise the age to 16, make it more of a, of a choice of where you played your, your junior rugby and where you want to choose. And if you want to play for a tier two nation after that, then go ahead. But great, great topic to talk about, Joss. And thanks very much for joining me, everybody, for episode 66 of Three Blocks on the Rugby League podcast. We'll catch you very, very soon and we'll see you all down the road.